welcome back to the Black Investors Podcast. It's your boy, Courtney. Yo, 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 Z Ross here. How's everybody? We starting the year off right. Hope everybody got the mind frame in the right direction. Today, we're going to interview our co-host, my boy Aziz Ross here. And we're going to talk about one of his hardest deals. I don't know if a lot of people know, but Aziz here has flipped over 50 houses. Wow. From D.C., Maryland, Virginia, what we call the DMV area. He flipped houses in Dallas and Houston. Um, again, over 50 houses. He, he owned gems and other um, businesses and investments. So he is wealth of knowledge. So um, we're going to, when I asked this, yeah, I mean, what is one of your hardest deals? And actually, it was one of the first deals that I invested in with him um, while we lived in Dallas and it was down here in Houston. So we're just going to unpack some stuff here, um, see what, you know, some because we know a lot of our listeners are getting into the flipping um, aspect of this industry. So we want to give you guys some lessons that Aziz here learned so you don't have to, you know, go through those same same struggles. Hope your head, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Hope, say, Hope did that, so hopefully you won't have to go through that, you know? So, so that's what uh, Ross here want, is going to go through. Um, so let's get right into it. This house was the Sugarland house located in Sugarland, Texas, suburb of Houston. And like I said, I uh, invested in this house. It's my first investment deal that I did with him. And just coincidentally, <laughs> it was Ross's most challenging. You know, we don't like to, we like to use our words wisely. So these yeah. are lessons, you yeah. know, these are not laws, <laughs> lessons. It wasn't too hard, it was just challenging. You know, we still, he still made it, still sold. Yeah, still made money. Still made money. I got my check. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody was happy. Everybody was happy. All right, so, um, so yeah, let's get into it, Aziz. So I, I have here that your first mistake you said on that, that house was uh, you took on too much responsibility. Yeah, so especially like Courtney mentions, I was in Dallas, yeah, living yeah. in a house in Houston. Mm. So I was relying on other people mm. to make sure everything went smoothly without having, uh, in that case, like if somebody were to do that, right? No problem flipping houses in different states. You need somebody that's a manager, oh, construction a manager, you know what I mean? Or a construction uh, contractor that you've been using for a while that you know is reliable. So what happened is my contractor, uh, he wasn't showing up. He wasn't doing the work. So I had people that would look, would go look at the property like a real estate agent, that type of thing, and say, hey, you guys not here. And that happened multiple times. So then I had to end up taking on responsibility as far as, you know, doing work myself, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't want to get into that, you know. Mm -hmm. There's some guys that, that are, you know, good at, at doing construction and that type of thing. But what you do don't... You mean? Let, me, let me start up. What do you mean you don't want to... You don't... So, if, okay, say if you're a, a plumber or you're a contractor, you get a lot of people that will go into, you know, flipping houses and they'll be like, well, I'll just do all the work myself because I have the skill. To try to save, to try I mean, to money. save money. money. Yes, so, and that's that's okay if, if you're not doing this as a business, right? If you're just trying to set up where I can flip a house here or there, you know, make some money. I'm not in a rush to get it sold. I'm not, you know, those type of things. Mm -hmm. That's fine because there's well, a lot of people business, do that. Though. Right. When if you're trying to set up a business, you, you don't want to start out that way. And why do you think that? Uh, again, you take on too many responsibility. If you're a contractor and you're doing something, obviously you're remodeling other houses. Yeah, yeah. You know, if that's your profession. Yeah, yeah. No, the only reason I ask you because I know you're a uh, Robert Kiyosaki fan. You know, he's a component of. Oh yeah, don't systematically. Do it <laughs> so exactly. that's why I, you know that's why the, um, that's why I asked that question because I don't think a lot of people, you know, they they try to create the system when it's too late. Yeah. Once they have too much workload, yeah. now they want to create a system where. I've, uh, I think that you should go in there with the mindset system, system, system. system. system.
So even if you went into it, say, all right, I'm gonna do the first one myself, get my feet wet, meet some people, meet some contractors. Cause you know, the next one, I want to have a system. I want to have people in place. That's true. That's yeah. okay, man. But this wasn't your first one. No, That's it the wasn't thing. my first yeah, one. Yeah, right, yeah. right, so, right. So yeah, so for your case, that was, yeah. But like you said, I mean, starting off for one or two, three, but don't get to the habit of relying on yourself. Because exactly. you get burnt out quick. You get too. burnt out. You get burnt yeah. out. Okay. It's very, it's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work. Um. So let's talk a little bit about this house. I know it was, how long ago? About five, six? Was it? Yeah. It's probably about five be, years. I've been in here for plus. five. So yeah, there you go. It had to be six, it right? Be six, about six years minimum. Six years ago, yeah. Okay, so Sugarland wasn't, I mean, it was still a good area. It was a good area. Affluent, good area. a very affluent area. area. Yeah. Um, I remember that. Do you remember a little bit of details about this house? Square footage? Yeah, it was about uh, 1,900 square feet. Had a pool in the back. Had a pool in the back. The lot was big. It was probably... You know, at least uh, eight thousand square foot lot. Mm. How did you find this house? Uh, I bought it from actually one of the lenders that I use, one of the hard money people, Jet. Okay. Okay. Jet Lending World. Yeah, we don't matter. Yeah, we don't worry about the names. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but um, okay, so you company. used a, a, a hard money lender. Hard money lender. Yeah. Who actually gave you the money to flip the house? Yes. So yeah. they sold it to me and provided the lending. I don't. That's a good tip because I, I remember when you first told me that. I don't think a lot of people even know. Because right now in the industry, the wholesaling industry is so saturated. Yeah. That's a, a niche right there. Go to the hard money lenders. Oh, yeah. Most they hard money have, have houses. Have houses. Yeah. Um, And it'll be easy to get the house from them and get them obtain the money because it's all in-house. They know everything about the houses. It's just an easier transaction. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So I, I told one of my friends that who yeah. was trying to get in the He's like, oh, man, I didn't even think about that. So that was a that's why I asked that, um, you know, how'd you get the house? Do you remember how much you paid for it? Oh, shoot, man. And with that, you're going to pay a little more buying a house from the hard money people. But again, like Courtney said, you're eliminating, you know, the appraisals and all that kind of stuff because they've already taken care of all that mm -hmm. stuff for you. Mm -hmm. uh, what did I pay for that house? I think I paid, it was like, uh, shoot, like 95, mm -hmm. somewhere around that, around that. And how much did you have to put into it? Uh, I put all together about 40. Gotcha. About okay. 40. And we sold that one for about, what, 220? Yeah, it was around yeah two oh five about two two oh five. That was a good one. So, so I just laid that groundwork to let everybody know, you know, the numbers work. Yeah, I was like digging a little deeper how you had to earn this because oh, this yeah, was one <laughs> you had to earn. This one wasn't an easy one. So, um, so you mentioned it had a pool. It had a pool. It had a pool. Can we talk? Can we talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, and I've never done a pool before, <laughs> you know, so I didn't really know what the ins and outs were of a pool. So when I got the pool, you know, first of all, it wasn't full. That one thing, if you're looking at houses with pools, make sure there's water in it. Wow. Like okay. full. Because okay. if there's not water in it, that means there's other problems going on. It's like a red flag. Right. It's definitely a red flag. Okay. Because if your pool doesn't have water in it, what happens is it could start caving in. Oh, shit. Right. Yeah, it'll start caving in. What do you mean? The water actually holds the, the structure in place. You know, Damn, yeah, yes. Structure in place. I got you. So Especially like when you get like a storm or something. Yeah, mm. it'll, it'll, it'll cause your pool to cave in. Now, that wasn't the case here. Well, I went, I can't say that. So what happens is is this pool had cracks. Yeah. So yeah. it had cracks in it. So it was in the process of caving in. It was in the probably. process. Oh, it was in okay. the process. And it did have water in it. You know, it, it was it about halfway full. full. It wasn't all the way full. Which was a sign. Which was a sign, which means there's a leak. Right. Yeah. And especially if you if it rains, the pool's full, and then you come back two weeks later, <laughs> and now it's not full. There's so a true. leak somewhere. So there's true. a leak. There's a leak. What was your um? So you so you say you never had any experience with the pool. No. So what made you, knowing this, knowing that you this would be your first pool one, what made you pull the trigger? You know, so for my for me, you know, I'm 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 one of those guys that don't mind taking risks. Gotcha. Right. 
So the numbers were good, yeah. right? It had a pool, so I know I could I could get a little more money after the resale because it did have a pool. So you know, I from from what the the lender was saying, the wholesale people they say, oh, it's not any major issues with the pool. So I'm going off what they're saying, mm -hmm. which they didn't know either. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I said, all right, let's take a gamble, and yeah. I bought it. Yeah. You know, and if, if I had known, if I had the experience with a pool, then I would have known up front what I had to do, which would save me money and time. But so when I first went into, you know, like I said, I didn't wasn't sure it had a leak. So, you know, I kept feeling it. You know, I was thinking it was just, you know, a, a part of the process. You know, you don't know. It's not raining. The condensation, whatever. Mm -hmm. The water comes out of the mm -hmm. pool. So that that was an issue that if I had known that off the top, you I could have remedied it right away. Mm -hmm. Right. I could have remedied it. So when did you notice it? Well, after you. Oh, man, it, it was months. I just kept putting water in the pool, and I was like, man, something ain't right here. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found a, a professional pool guy, uh -huh. you know. Actually, so first I had a friend, one of the contractors that I was using, he he referred somebody to me that fixed pools, right? So he said, all right, we can fix it. It's, it's, you know, the water's coming out where the lights are, different places, right? We can fix it, you know. So basically he went in there and put pool buddy on it, right? <laughs> and uh, that's for very small little areas that, that you can use the pool buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. but That's so... like a quick fix. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for homeowners, paid, really. Exactly, it's not for, exactly. Yeah. And I paid him, you know, probably a little less than $1,000. And then uh, I was still having the issue, so I but called him back, couldn't thousand. find him anymore. Ouch. Couldn't find him, you know. And I talked to my contractor dude, and that was one of the guys that kind of basically, you know, wasn't showing up for the job, so... You know, it was just yeah. just a bad experience yeah. altogether with the contractor. Yeah, with the contractor. Um, and if you're thinking about getting into this industry, contractors are your employees. Yeah, and they have the any, most important part of the whole process. Most right? important. People so, always talk about the money. It ain't the money. It's the contract. It's labor. It's the labor. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The contractor. Um. Okay. Um. Now I remember when when I because again this was the house that I first invested in. So when I when I came down, you was like, come to Houston, see the house. You know, came down and. When I saw it, it looked good, but this was my first time seeing foundation work. And I remember walking in there, it was all these gray patches. I'm like, what is this? You're like, oh, we're doing foundation. This is how it works, what you call it. So that, that that house had a lot of foundation issues. I had a lot of foundation issues. And that didn't scare me. So I'll tell you this about foundation. In Houston area, um, some areas in the Southwest, you're gonna have those issues because it rains a lot. So that's a common issue. In, in the Southwest in, of in Houston. Southwest. Southwest period, Southwest United States. Got you. You, right. you have foundation issues. Yeah, you're right. Now up north in DC, I've never had. If you're trying to buy a house with a foundation issue, don't do it. Yeah. Because it's not common. Yeah. People will not buy your house yeah. if it has a foundation issue. Yeah. That's why I, that was new for me being yeah. in the DMV area. It was new for me too. The first couple I did, yeah. they were like, "Oh, it's foundation issues." I was worried on? about it, and so <laughs> the, the one of the contractors that I was using for the foundation, he said, "Man, if this house is older than 20 years." In Texas, it's gonna have some type of foundation issue, automatic. Especially, and I, I mean, like, like you said, because the southeast, and we're, I think Texas is below the, the, um, yeah, yeah, like New Orleans, yeah, it's below that water, so lots that water, of water like, Gulf yeah, Coast. yeah, Gulf lots Coast, of so, rain, lots of rain. So that foundation gets, so, it gets, it's not strong, right, robust, right, right. And what happens is, so it gets saturated with all the rain, yes, yes. and the dirt gets, it's soft, and then the foundation moves, starts shifting. moving. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So this one. This had a big foundation. Had a lot problem. of foundation. Because I remember seeing, yeah. I was like, yo, it's a lot of these. Yeah, it's a lot of them. <laughs> oh, uh, so we should. I think it was like 30, 30 piers <laughs> that they had to repair. So that was that was expensive. It was expensive. Um, but now, 
I mean, I'm not gonna get off topic too much, but now, like you said, we we do a lot of houses. It's gonna have foundation. Right, pretty much every house I have <laughs> has foundation. Yeah. Um, now, but on this first one, let's talk about buyers. Yeah. When you tried to sell this, because I remember that that was like a little problem. Yeah. So at that price, at that price point, what I was getting, it was at that time there were still a lot of people moving into Houston. So I was getting people that wanted to buy the house because they heard Sugarland, good school district, blah blah blah. They were out of towners. So when you said, just like I said in DC, when I, when I said foundation problem, they like, nah, we, we can't deal no, with this. About it. Yeah, they coming from yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had two buyers. One backed out because it had the guy had it under contract. He was paying me. He really wanted the house. He was paying me more than I actually was asking for, mm. and it had rained like three, four days in a row, right? And so around the house, the water was was pulling up, like it was puddling. Yeah, around the house that sounds right there. yeah so he was thinking oh the, the there was something wrong with the pool the pool must be leaking at that point i already had fixed the pool so it wasn't the pool it was bad drainage around the house so he backed out thinking oh it's a pool issue you know i don't want to buy the house blah 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 so that was the first incident from there though i learned that i'm going to need a french drain around the house okay so how did you learn that from there because once i once he started saying well why is all this water pooling in the house it seemed like it's going to penetrate blah 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 so I did a little research, you know, I talked to somebody about, uh, about, you know, why was it doing that and well, how could we remedy it? And everybody was like, French drain is, is the best way to go. Mm. And so what, basically what a French drain is, is, is a drain, almost like a, a moat around your house. Yeah. Like back in the olden days, yeah. like I'm you know, back in the, the war days, they yeah. used to build that, that. And a lot of Houston homes have that. Yeah. They have those French drains and they, they, they dig them up. They put a, you know, the pipe underneath. And they put little uh, drainage areas throughout the yard. Mm -hmm. And so when the water comes, it flows it wherever you're flowing it out, usually to the street. Mm -hmm. And it makes the water flow to the street. Mm -hmm. So that way it protects the per perimeter of your house. Mm -hmm. Which protects the foundation. Yeah, it protects it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why it had foundation issues. Because of that. Because now, of that. I remember when we talked off the air, was it the fact, so that water, it, it was the pool actually, right? No, no, that water that was pulling up, it was actually drainage. It was actually drainage. We thought it was pool. It the was pool, pool did have a leak. The pool, that, yeah. But that wasn't to, where all the water was. Because when you hired the professional pool guy, he yeah. came out there and he's, and not the guy who you paid the thousand to put the pool putty. Yeah. But the other, the yeah, professional, professional pool guy. When yeah. he came out there, what did he say? What did, what was wrong with the pool? Girl? Uh, it did have a couple leaks, so he was able to fix it, basically put plaster in certain areas to fix it. Uh, there was a light, so when you have the pool, the light in the pool, yes. there's certain areas that the water could penetrate. Mm. Um, there's certain, there was drainage, so the, since the pool was older, the new code was different as far as what kind of drain you had to have in it. Mm. So we had to replace the drains. You know, I had a, a leak detection company come out, and they found out where, where the leak was coming from, so they, they had to, you know, remove the concrete, fix the leak. <laughs> uh, and, you know, again, it was more expensive than I anticipated. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope y'all are taking notes, man, because there's a lot of money. I'm just... My, the way my brain works, I'm just calculating, hey, a leak inspection, a new pool guy had to come in. That's just more money. Yep. That, yep. And when you flip houses, that your budget is very, that's how you determine if you want to buy the house or absolutely, not. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, that wasn't budgeted. And he, yeah, that wasn't that in the budget. budget. And um, that's why now, Ross, he, I mean, every everybody who I know who, who learns under Ross, <laughs> they, he going to preach. Gotta have some reserve. Bro. Gotta have some reserve. It's going. Man. It's guaranteed something, something that you never that you didn't anticipate. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So so and that is a um, rookie tax that most people pay. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Most people pay that tax because they, you just want to get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. So you, so your number, it could be not a lot of room for error. You like, yeah. come, forget it. Let's let's run it. Yeah. And then you go into an issue, and you don't end up making as much money as you said, or end up losing the house yeah. to a whole to to the lender. So, you know, and I like the term rookie tax because. That's just in every industry, all rookies got to go. Yeah, you're gonna pay a tax. tax. The more educated, that's why we talk a lot about education mindset here. The more knowledge that you have about real estate, you know, you're gonna pay less of a tax, but you're gonna pay some tax. You're gonna pay some tax. You're gonna pay some tax. Now, I don't want you guys to get to what they call the analysis, the paralysis. So don't get too nervous if they're not. But but like you know, but you just keep in mind that you need to have a reserve, and keep in mind that you're gonna pay a rookie tax going on your first deal. And I think by and by knowing Mm -hmm. that. It makes it absolutely the blow less heartful. You know, absolutely. like okay, I already knew I was gonna pay a tax. Ah. Absolutely. And the next one, you won't pay that tax. That's Just right. like anything else, in, you gotta pay a tax. You, pay. you cannot yeah. avoid that. No. And it, it, you know, and if you have that mindset going in, then you understand. All right, you know, I'm paying to learn. That's how I look That's at what it. What you're doing? You're, I'm you're paying learning. to learn. That's it. And you I'm gotta paying, do that anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Anywhere. Any, I don't care what industry. If I'm going to CDL, uh, whatever. People pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to college to and, learn, and, and not guarantee nothing. Not a so damn. I rather I rather pay this education piece, knowing that I'm gonna make money. Yeah. Knowing it's an industry that is around, knowing that I am paying like for an apprentice. Yeah. I'm paying for an internship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now you can eliminate some of that if you find a good partner. Like if you. If yeah. You, you know, if you're gonna get in the real estate industry, go to uh, you know some of the real estate RIA clubs, yeah. the investment clubs, yeah. and you may find somebody that that will be willing to you know do a property with you. That's right. If you have a little money, a little know? money, and I always tell people if you have a little money and a lot of time, you you're perfect. Yeah. <laughs> to be yeah. a mentee <laughs> to That's somebody, right. you gotta have a little bit of money, just just enough to show them that you saving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They ain't gotta come with tens of thousands, but you can't come with zero. Right. So um. And yeah, those real meetings, pre-COVID, I was like the, I was, those were perfect. Yeah, those were perfect. That's where you learn. Yeah, that's Free where you classes, wholesaling. Uh, oh, I learned so much, so many tools to acquire property. So many lender and vendors they show it up there, you know. So yeah. those pre-COVID were great. I, so check it in every neighborhood, every major metropolitan, in the United States have that. Yeah, has a real every, everyone, everyone, every city I lived in. Yeah. Has and usually you can go for free, and if if you want to uh, become a member, where you get some different perks, it's like one hundred and fifty bucks okay. a year. Yeah, that's not, still sweet. Not, yeah, that's still. Again, I'm I'm okay for paying. You got to pay for education. Learn. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's just wasting the money. Mm-hmm. You know, um, is what I don't agree with. And it's a big thing now, and I'll say this because you know I say this all the time. It's a big thing now, especially since the real estate market is so hot, where you have these these gurus, and I, I made the same mistake, so that's why I'm telling you. I'm not telling you from, I heard something from somebody. I paid tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to learn real estate. Ouch. Tens and thousands and, of dollars. And, <laughs> and really, there was no need for it. Yeah. I say that. Now, did I learn something? I did. Yeah. But, but you could have learned that. I could have learned that in for the way less. Yeah. Way less. I remember you was you told me when you went to that class, you in there sitting next to brothers who never did a deal. Exactly. And you was like, oh, <laughs> and what'd they do? They, I mean, in all classes like that, I had a boy who just went to Cardone, um, Cardone, yeah, Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's he, real expensive. Yeah. yeah. He just paid a lot of money for that. Then when he got in, he had to pay more money for a mentorship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, dang, that's that's how they get you, though. They yeah. want you to... Again, now, if you have the money, you have a lot of money, and you know, you, you're looking to do something with it, you're really hungry, and you want to really get into real estate, you can spend it if you if you have extra. Like Now, let's say if you have extra money, would you rather say, 
spending and learning at the school of hard knocks or learning with a grant cardone so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to learn you're gonna have to pay to learn from somewhere like especially if you're fresh whether it's through a mentor whether it's through working for somebody or something like that you're gonna have to learn so I wouldn't go Grant Cardone <laughs> type, you know what I'm saying? Because they're they're high end. high end. But if you go to the Rias, the Rias have you know where you can pay to yeah. get some education. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Local folks. Local and that's folks. another thing I like. I, I know you know when I was learning this thing, it was learn from people that's in your backyard. That's right. That's right. You know, because again, why would I learn from somebody in D.C.? I'm in Texas, yeah. and D.C. don't have the type of foundation issues that Texas has. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I was. Over. And then once you become familiar or, or in that area, then you could go outside your backyard because you have enough experience to know, oh yeah, this is what it takes, you know, the numbers work, I already know what I can do. Yeah. But um, your mentor, I would say, needs to be local. Needs to be local. Needs and, to be local. And that's why I say, I, I, I'm an advocate for paying for education, don't get me wrong. It's the right education and if it's practical, like you said, the same area. You know, if you go to the RIAs, you may pay a couple thousand versus tens of thousands. Yeah, correct. You know what I mean? Correct. And you're going to learn the same thing. Correct, yeah. You know what I mean? They don't you might to... learn more. You're right, you're right. Um, that's good. That was good. Um, so, it was easy to find funding for this house. Yes. Well, actually, since, you know, the company sold it to me yeah, already. It was very easy. They, they already did everything. So, it was very easy to find the funding for that. Uh, is that the case all the time? No, especially if you're finding your own houses. But... At the same time, if the deal is good, you can find the money. A lot of people, oh, what about the money? I got to make the No, it's not really about the money. It's about having a good deal. Now, you got to have a little, like I said, a little reserve set aside. You can raise that money. We'll talk more about how to raise money down the road on another episode. But if you have, I say usually if you're around, you know, 20000 you know, if you have that, you can get started. You can get a loan, you know, from a hard money lender. If you have great credit, you can also go traditional, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and all that being said, like this, we're gonna help you. Like if you want, if you're trying to get into this game, like again, I know a few different areas mm -hmm. that we can help you with. If you're listening from mm -hmm. those areas, you know, I teach people, we teach people, yeah, we yeah. important to teach people in those areas already. Don't hesitate to reach out to our, you know, our Instagram, our social medias. You know, give us, you know, we'd definitely love to help, especially if you're in Texas. Yeah, especially yeah. in Houston, you know, yeah. any part of Texas, because we. Again, pretty familiar. Pretty familiar with Texas. And and so this is gonna be a series. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna walk you through it, but. Uh, but this um, lending part, but typically, okay, let's talk about the lending a little bit. What okay. was the interest rate? Uh, the interest rate, when you're, I'll just give you general hard money. You're going to be between 10 and 13% there you go. for That's hard money, for hard money. 10, 10 to 13%, opposed if you go to a traditional, is more to the 4 to 6%. That's right. And, and why, is it, why is it so expensive? First of all, you know, they're, 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 they're giving you money based on a, a property that's run down, tore up. You know, not based on your credit, not based on your credit. Yeah. So that's an issue yeah. they're talking about. You know, if the property numbers are good, we'll give you the money. So yeah. when I run in credit reports, yeah. and you just have that to find that pro you have to find a property at a discount rate. Property exactly, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it used to be, is this a tough one? It used to be the seventy thirty rule, right? Seventy percent you purchase price, thirty percent you leave for profit. Mm -hmm. right? Seventy thirty. It's now it's, it's more like eighty twenty <laughs> with how the market is going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would say you know. Unless you're a seasoned pro, you no more than eighty. Like, like that would be the top max. You know what yeah. I mean? Meaning, don't take, don't buy the house if it's more than eighty percent of the ARV. ARV and ARV is after repair value. What you're gonna sell it for? After ARV is after repair value. So yeah. after repaired, what is it valued at now? I bought it for fifty. I repaired it. That cost twenty five thousand. 
now is valued at a hundred thousand. Exactly. So so that the ARV is a hundred is is a hundred thousand. So and that's what they're gonna lend you on. That's what hard money lenders lend you on. On the, the after, ARV. The ARV. Not on the purchase. Not on the exact price the house is worth now. So they're gonna do and you know appraisals, inspections, blah blah. blah. So you're gonna have that with uh, with the property you purchase as kind of like a, a safety net. Yes. Because if the numbers aren't right, they're gonna be like, "Nah, we appraise it for this." You're saying this this how much you need. They're not going to tell you don't buy it because they, they still want the business. They're going to be like, well, we suggest maybe you try to find something better as far as a better deal. You know, so that that's a good one to use hard money. Whereas traditional, they, they will kind of, you know, they'll say, well, this we can loan you on it, you know, or we won't loan you on it. You know, they'll still give you an appraisal, that type of thing. Yeah. But uh, hard money is going to, you know, because they want to build that relationship with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, they, yeah. So, they, um, and we like, like Ross said, we're going to talk more about funding because they're, several ways to get funding just depending on the deal that's right you know it's, 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 i like the analogy like a toolbox so you got a hammer for this got a screwdriver for that you know but the more knowledge you have the more tools is in your toolbox and, and we, i should have started out by saying this it's not as hard as people try to make it to be that's mm -hmm. why i say you don't gotta pay these tens of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. you don't have to mm -hmm. it's not it's not that complicated right especially if you have you know you know a little bit about construction background you may know a little bit about real estate but even if you don't it's, still not, it, it's not as hard as, as people want to make it out to be yeah. right if you can get into this game you know with, with some proper mindset some proper you know education you know you pay for a little bit uh not a whole lot of money that you need you know you're gonna need again what we talk about a lot about the mindset it's definitely a mindset for mm -hmm. any business, right? Because mm -hmm. like you said, well, what made you pull the trigger on the one about the pool? Mindset. It was a mindset, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I knew well, this, well, if I lose, I'm learning something here. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm building a relationship with lenders, different mm -hmm. contractors. So mm -hmm. that's that's what you have to think. It can't just be about just the money, the straight money. money. That's right. Because right. especially on the first couple, you may not make a lot of money. I like what you said. You're building relationships. And one thing that I've noticed in this industry, relationships are key. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Relationships key it's a small world it's a small, a small world. world and and, and um only a certain is only certain people that really be moving so relationships whether it's contractors wholesalers lenders it is it is vital it's very, very important. important so i'm glad you you mentioned relationships um i learned a lot out of it anything else you think uh listener that you can think of from sugarland yeah. that i didn't that i didn't discuss Okay, so one tip, and then I'll, I'll, I'll give myself a little plug. So I'm, I have a book coming out, and it's going to be in this book. And it's basically how to flip houses from A to Z. Mm -hmm. You know, these type of things you can educate yourself and you can get into the game, mm -hmm. you know, podcasts and that type of stuff. So there was one issue where you have to get your water turned on, right? At some point, you're going to have to get your water turned on. So big mistake that I made, especially being in a different area, you know, I had the water turned on. And when the water was turned on, I was no, I wasn't at the house. Nobody was at the house. So what happened was, is the faucets weren't connected all the way. So when the guy came and turned the water on, the water company that came to turn the water on, the water was coming out of the pipes, Damn. coming out everywhere, right? So, um, and usually the water, the water company is supposed to check if the water is coming because when you turn the water on, you'll see the pressure, like mm -hmm. almost like electric meter. Mm -hmm. The meter is going to run, like saying there's water on in the house. They're not supposed to turn it on. They're supposed to shut it off and say there's water on in the house. We can't, liability reason, we can't turn it on. Whoever went out, didn't do that. Didn't care. Turned the water <laughs> on, left. So, so that, it was flooding? It was flooding in the house. Flooding in the house. So I had, when I, I went in there. How long before? before man, I, I can't even remember how long it was until I went in there. But uh, I went in, 
and I, I saw, you know, I heard the, the, the water coming out of the pipe. I heard it coming out of the faucet thing. And then so it was in the back room. So I went to the back room and I and the water was coming out everywhere. It had to be. And then so I didn't know how to turn the water off. In Houston, in, in Texas, it's different, right? Sometimes you have them inside the house to shut off. Sometimes they're outside by the faucet. So I didn't know how to turn the damn water off. So, so the cool. whole time, it's just flood. It's just going everywhere, right? So I'm trying to put the piece on to the faucet because it was one particular that was... I'm trying to put the piece on to stop the water out, you know what I'm saying? Because I couldn't find where the shutoff was for the whole house. That's crazy. Man, so it had to be at least, uh, I don't know, half inch of water. What? Yeah, half inch of water. Throughout the whole house? No, just in that oh, back just room, in that, back, in that room. back bathroom. Did you have, have you already, you didn't start that with rehab yet? Uh, yes, I did. Oh, I did. I had started. I, it was almost pretty much done. Now, I didn't have the floor down, which was good. Well, shoot. That was good. I didn't have the floor down. And because there, you know, it didn't come up to like the walls yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have to push the yeah, electric. It was, it was, you know, still under the baseboard. Yeah. Okay. So, well, yeah. I had to, it took me like, I was there for like uh, several hours. I had a wet dry vac, yeah. wet dry vac and sucking the water up, pouring it out, sucking the water up, pouring you it out. You from Home Depot somewhere? Yep. <laughs> Renting one from Home Depot. One of the bigger ones. Damn. Man, sucking the water out, pouring it out, man. I was shaking my head the whole time. I was like. This, this is definitely a rookie mistake. <laughs> but, you know, now I can tell other people about it. When, right. Before you get your water turned on, right. make sure all the faucets are off right. and make sure somebody is there. Or at least going to be there within, you know, a certain yeah. amount of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a funny one. You can wild. sit back and laugh now. Well, are laughing then. <laughs> Hell no, nah, no, no. Damn, yeah, I didn't even know all of that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the stories I kept to myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to get that buck to see. Yeah. God. Um, okay. I know my boy right now, he going through the problem with the gas company. You got to, you know, it's so much little stuff. Sure. Again, it's not hard. It's not hard. The work is not, it's not like we're doing rocket science. Right, we're not right, doing no right. equations. It's not hard. It's just got to know what you're doing. Yeah. It's a lot of little, yep. it's a lot of little pieces. And I think what, what scares people is so many different moving parts yeah. to get a deal done. Yeah. You need the lender, you need the contractor, you need the realtor, you need the, you know, it's so many different aspects, which I think, Kind of throw people off, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But it's not hard it's things. Not hard. It's just a lot. The key to real estate, and you know, I heard I say it all the time: you make money when you purchase the property. That's right. Everybody think, oh, I sell it. No, you make money when you purchase property. Right. If you purchase the property right you know, at a good you're number, making, you're, making you're gonna make money. money. That's real estate. It's an asset. It's a physical asset. That's why I love it. Right? You can make the money. But when you go in, like a lot of these people from California, different places, even like me, like DC, they go and overpay because they think it's a good price. And then they get into it and find out, I overpaid for this. So and now you know, I'm going to lose. I think that's going to happen in Houston. Oh, Houston that's all. It happens. Have I'm, so many out of town people. I ain't going to say, but <laughs> I, I know a lot of people that it's happened to. Or you over rehab. Like, again, you're not living in the property. Over rehab. Now, that. Not living in the, I that's have a, seen a huge one. A lot. That's oh, a huge man. One. That's a huge one. Over, yeah. Say what you're going to say again, Roy. <laughs> over rehab. You're not living in the property. So, how, you know, if it has marble or it has this or. Has, that's regardless. You want to go with the basics that the neighborhood and the comps say yes. it should have. That's right. And, that's and right. it doesn't, you know, even with the colors. That's right. If you like pink, okay, well, everybody don't like pink. Hey, that's right. You got to keep it neutral. Keep it neutral. Man. You know this what I mean? This is not your house. It's not your house. Oh, that it's is the biggest thing that a lot of people get into, especially because they're watching TV. You know what I'm saying? These flip houses. Which those shows are not real. Exactly. They're, 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 <laughs> act, they're, they don't tell you no. how hard it was. Yeah. First of all, they don't even tell you how they bought the yeah. house. You see, in one episode, they flipped the whole house. 
Nah, I don't really have it. And they only give you one (laughs) one hiccup. Right, right, Oh, man, we got to fix it. It could be several hiccups. Typically, in the older the house, the more hiccups. Yeah, yeah. Man, that that is, yeah. So remember that. Purchase the property right, and you don't have to worry about it. And all, and you know what? I'm and you do. He, he's right. He's been telling me that the whole time. And and it kind of sound when you don't know, right? It, it sound like what do you mean? Yeah. Uh, because you haven't flipped the house yet. But think of it like this: if you bought a pair of AirPods, brand spanking new, or not even brand new, we'll just say some used AirPods for five dollars, would you not make money off of that? Absolutely. You, I, it's what you paid for. That's right. Forget how you can sell it for twenty. You can sell it for fifty. You're gonna make money because of what you purchased it for and real estate because it's a hard asset mm-hmm. and continues to go up and it's it is always that beauty in it you know yeah. about how you buy it now that is now if i can that would probably be the hardest the most creative yeah part of this whole yeah. ordeal is how to how to get creative to find properties at a discounted rate yeah now the best the gurus that that are gurus in this industry they kind of have like a good niche or they have a method of how to acquire mm-hmm. property. They may have the capital. They may have, you know, a friend who works at the bank. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, but somehow they have figured a way to get their names on a list of, of discounted properties. They have a good system. A good system. A good system. So. And, and most of us, and again, we're going to get into all this different stuff. Most, when you get started, you're going to buy your property from a wholesaler. Yes. Because they bet, you know, they kind of bet the property for you, mm-hmm. tell you what it's worth, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, start building your teams. Yeah, we so talked about teams the other is ones. big. Yeah. And teams especially, big. In, in, again, in this industry, teams are required. Yes. <laughs> yes. Any um, business, any business, you got to have a good team. Yeah. Well, thank you, Aziz, my, our co host, letting us know his Sugarland deal is most challenging one. And, and like he said, if we're going to get into different our next series we're going to talk about the hard financing how to find the finance that was you know we took we we briefly discussed it here hard money private money traditional banks we want to discuss the difference as you guys know my background is in traditional banking you know your bank of america's capital ones chase so i could i could speak from that perspective and aziz you know he flipped over 50 houses using hard money he's also used private money Cash, you know, cash. One of my first flips I did, I used private money. So it's um, we're going to talk about that. So stay tuned. Part two coming soon. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Remember, it's two things that we are going to stay, and that's black and investors. We'll holler at you guys next time. Peace. Hey, this is Courtney. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Real Estate of Mind, the number seven. That's Real Estate of Mind, the number seven. Z Ross here. You can follow me on Facebook.com backslash Aziz Ross. I'll spell it for you. A-Z-I-Z dot R-O-S-S.